0: Kids get acquainted with the internet, a "Girl Meets World" podcast. I'm Dan. I'm Keith.
1: And I'm Caitlin, and today we're discussing "Girl Meets World" season one, episode eighteen, entitled "Girl Meets Master Plan."
0: Oh yeah, yeah, one of our favorite episodes.
1: Yep, yep, yep. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, do we want to get ship, right? In- ship, ship. <laughs> do we want to get right into grading? Do you guys want to talk about it? Go ahead. Here, let me start. Uh, oh, damn! I want you to start this so <laughs> all <right. much. laughs> well, yeah, so i I really enjoyed the yes. episode. I think it was a lot of fun and had some real like actual good character growth and uh, forward momentum for the show overall. um a lot of funny lines, and I, I enjoyed that it was pretty much just a just an A plot with not like things distracting it with a B plot really it's still I would say for me it's not the funniest episode I think it had some solid laughs but I wasn't quite falling on the ground as much as I have been in other episodes so I was going sort of B plus a minus definitely solid though interesting
1: my next yeah okay hello everyone (laughs) it's my favorite episode oh my gosh No, oh, I had so much fun watching it. Actually, I watched it twice before we yes. started podcasting because I just <laughs> wanted to watch it again. It's my favorite shipping episode. Oh my gosh! <laughs> <It's> <laughs> and I just had so much fun with Ryder being there, and I actually didn't mind Ryder. I mean, not Sean Katie. and Katie as much as I anticipated, and I just I'm gonna give it a. Shady night. Halter. Shady Haunter, you heard yes. it here first.
0: <laughs> um, actually, before we go on, I just want to throw in that actually part of my grading for the episode is that I enjoyed them less than I was expecting. Um,
2: so we'll get to that. Interesting. interesting. Yeah. So on my end, I definitely thought it was the funniest episode yet. And it's interesting that you said you didn't think it was the funniest. Mm-hmm. I thought that I was laughing more than any other episode continuously. And I think what made this so solid for me was because it was continuously funny. Mm-hmm. I did think that the meat of the drama yeah. was oversimplified. Mm-hmm. I liked what it was going for, but I think it was, as a dramatic episode, it wasn't there. To me, this had drama at its core, but it was really all about the humor. Yeah, It's not necessarily a bad thing, it just makes it, I think it has a very different mood from a Boy Meets World episode that would have been tackling the same thing. That being said, I am going to give it a solid A, because I found oh, it... Wow. I really enjoyed the humor of this episode, and I thought it was really solid humor, and just kept going, and it was nice. So,
0: Yeah, I, I think what I'll say is that, as far as the humor goes for me, a lot of it was that I thought they had some really solid jokes that went on a little bit too long, that they hit the same joke a little too many times uh, for me. But we'll we'll get into the specifics of it, but uh, before we do... I just want to throw out there that we got no Augie this week, and very minimal Lucas, and how do you think that went? Because last week we really liked Lucas, and so what do you think about all that?
1: And I just wanted to mention that we also really liked Augie last week a lot more than we have in the past, and he was used a lot more wisely, I think, last episode. And I thought we got a good amount of Lucas for what the episode was. I actually wish there had been more Lucas and less Farkle in this episode, only because Lucas actually pertained to the master plan more than Farkle. I really don't know what Farkle did. Nothing. (laughs) He was the wonk. He was supposed to be the tech man, but like they didn't need any technology.
2: Yeah, (laughs) yeah. So yes, Lucas was great in the last episode, but I think. For the episode, it would have been overcrowded if they tried to overplay his role.
3: Mm.
2: I think that him as a brief supporting character worked fine. He was a rodeo cowboy, and everything mm. was swell. That being said, like, yeah, the, the whole Farkle thing... So, it's interesting, because looking back on it, yes, his role in the episode was completely unnecessary, and he did absolutely Yeah. Not. The scenes that he was in, I wasn't hindered by them in my yeah. watching experience as I actually maybe would have thought I would have been. Because a lot of the times when he just pops in the window and says, Ladies, I'm like, here we go, here's the stupid Farkle. You know what I mean? Mm. This is not going to be a good Farkle thing, this is going to be a bad one. I did not hate it when he came, and so it's a weird place, because yes, he was useless, but it wasn't horrible for him to be useless. Yeah,
0: I don't think he was horrible either, but I will say that this is actually probably my least favorite use of Farkle in quite a while. Uh, I'm not going to say it's the... My, my least favorite overall, but I was not really a fan of his lines. There was a few things that I thought were kind of funny, but I would have preferred more Lucas the way Caitlin said I would. feel
1: like he was only there the way he was to reinforce everyone. Like, just quick reminder, Farkle's absolutely in love with these girls because Farkle's choice is coming up.
0: Yeah, That's that a good point to set up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And the only other big, like, overall topic I wanted to make before we get into the specific scenes is just that, for me, this was a very sort of, uh, not surreal, but not really down-to-earth episode, but a lot of the non- down-to-earth things were very funny. So, in a lot of ways, I thought it was funny in a way like a Drake and Josh episode was funny. And how do you feel about that?
1: I mean, the whole point is that they were talking about the, like, they were referencing the crazy episodes of Boy Meets World and the mm-hmm. scheming. Let's... Think for a second, like, when they were trying to hook Feeny up with the bean, um, yes. and the, the killer bee, and is that
0: down to earth? Well, that is not really my favorite thing either, and it was also season six. Well, the um, way
2: I feel about this is, yes, there were some overblown aspects of the show, but I think this episode, more than the other episodes, earned its overblown uh, nature, because yeah. it's directly in relation to those particular episodes which have already been earned, And there was a certain quality about the acting in this episode, and the way that the characters were interacting, that I think really earned the absurdity to it because it was—it just was funny, you know. It didn't—it was funny, and it didn't feel—it didn't feel stupid, you know.
0: Yeah, I definitely think it was funny. It just was something that I sort of wanted to note about how even one of these great episodes of the show—it is a different tone than sort of what I was expecting when we entered into the show overall. Right. But yeah, no, I don't have, like, major issues with it. It was just something I wanted to mention. All right, do we want to get into the specific scenes? Scene one? Scene one. Bay window is bay. Bay window is bay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty sure this is the first time we've had a bay window scene start the episode since the pilot, even. I I might be wrong. I didn't check through every single episode, but what do you think about it starting in the bay window? I thought it was really cool.
1: The bay is the bay.
2: Yeah. I (laughs) I really like this open. I think it was a really solid, strong opening sequence, and I would venture to say... It was the strongest opening sequence, and it's definitely my favorite opening sequence, because it was really endearing. There were a lot of fast-paced, funny moments. It just was a really great place to have the two characters interact, and I really enjoyed the back and forth.
1: Yeah, and it made sense that Riley would give such an important gift um, (laughs) for her bay on the bay window, (laughs) because that's where the important things happen.
0: Yeah, and I just think it's a great... It's great to start an episode off on that note because Sabrina and Rowan's chemistry is the best part of the show, in my opinion. Yeah. So starting with just the two of them and their interactions is a
2: great way to start any. Episode. It's more intimate when you start at a slightly more intimate note. It makes the rest of the episode feel just right. You know, you yeah, like
1: you're a part of yeah. it. It feels
2: less, even though it could become formulaic. It feels less formulaic. Yeah.
0: I don't even know that I would say that I want more episodes to start on the bay window. I could just more episodes to start with just the two of right. them
2: interacting. Yeah,
1: like, uh, we enjoyed Crazy Hat, and it started with just them in the subway. Yeah. Well, well not, yeah. like, just them, but focus the focus on They were the
2: only ones in a post-apocalyptic subway wasteland.
0: Well, we also, I liked a couple other episodes that started with just the two of them in the hallway. Like, I, I love the beginning mm-hmm. of Girl Meets Popular, even though that's not one of my favorite episodes, when it's just the two of them talking about who's getting the yeah. invitation and stuff yeah. like that.
2: Yeah, because it doesn't rush right into whatever yeah. the lesson is going to be. It just lets it sort of build slowly and lets you enjoy the characters. That's a good point too. To it's their it's a special little space. The lack of know? lesson, the lack
0: of like actual classroom lesson. This is maybe one of the only episodes where that, that exists. Yeah, because it's all sort of reference to the it's streaming. It's all focused it's on all, the family. It's all the weekends too. Well, so yeah, because because Sean's here for the weekend.
1: Also, Maya's birthday is January 16th, and it's real-time, as in 2015, mm. so it's a Friday, everyone. Wait, how
0: do you... know? You, where did they say the actual date?
1: I looked it up.
2: You looked it up on what?
1: It said that Maya's birthday... It, what, it? On, I think it was the
2: wiki? Yeah, but the wiki is wiki.
0: I mean, that's... that. you could be right. I guess I didn't... I haven't heard that confirmed places, but...
2: Um, what my question is, in regards to that, is when they were doing the bay window scene, and then they left... And then they came back in the next scene to find Sean. Where did they go?
0: They, cl- they clearly left out the window and went on the subway yes. to go to demolition. And, and they didn't nice. have any money. They bought some cute yes. outfits. <laughs> they didn't have any money, so they didn't buy anything. But then they came back to have the birthday party, and that's my fanfic. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I agree with you. It seems a little odd that they came from the door. But
2: Maya Hart, gender female, date of birth, January 16th, 2001. Okay. <laughs>
0: so. Um... Alright, uh, let's talk about that scene in a little bit more detail. Uh, so we have the whole multiple boxes thing. Felt very Riley, and I also wrote very Keith. Yep. <laughs> Would you like to tell us why?
2: Well, Keith, why don't you explain it? Why don't you, as a recipient of said... <laughs> kind of things.
0: okay <laughs> so i guess the f-
1: well there's just so many examples <laughs> yeah
0: i guess the first one i remember is when you try to get when you get ga- tried to give me when you gave me some cds but you didn't he wouldn't accept it <laughs> <laughs> when you gave me some cds and he didn't want me to know they're cds so you wrapped them in such a way that they were connected to a bunch of paper cups and so it was this long string of paper cups with like cds in the middle and it was weird and awesome. And then, how did you do the most recent one? There were multiple boxes. Christmas. Yeah, for Christmas, there were like multiple. So we boxes. gave
1: Dan a fashion combo set <laughs> of a Batman T-shirt and Batman winter hat. Yes, we were. We had to keep it on the hanger because we needed it to be a fashion. We combo. Wanted, we wanted
2: to preserve the label that was on the hanger that said the words "fashion combo." That was so nice. <laughs>
1: But then we were like, how the hell are we going to fit this in something where the hanger, and we can't just wrap it in the wrapping paper, because then the hanger will pierce through the wrapping <laughs> paper. So we took a giant Frosted Flakes box, because for some reason Keith mom always buys giant boxes of cereal.
2: Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> the truth. <joy.
3: laughs>
1: and we put it in there. But then the hanger was poking out the top of it because it was so tall, and so then we got another box, and it looked like a weird robot, and we... So then we drew all over it, and I, like, I drew a giraffe, and we had a bunch of quotes from our friendship on it. It was pretty great.
0: <laughs> the, the, the packaging and was superb, we... I will say.
1: <laughs> and then we wrapped it in shiny snowflakes.
0: I still have the box right here. Um... um. So then we have the actual present, which Caitlin alluded to, which is...
1: Ship, 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 <laughs> ship, ship! Seriously? No. When they opened that up, I paused it, and I was shipping furiously, and then Keith's like, give me a notebook, I got to write things down. <laughs> and it was great.
0: Yes, so we get the friendship oh, rings. Promise
1: rings.
0: <laughs> um, I really did enjoy the back and forth where Maya sort of, like, Teasing her about the rings, being like, Oh, you got two for me.
2: It wasn't really. I don't think it was supposed to be teasing. I think it was actually she was still in the process of figuring out. I disagree
0: with you. I think it was teasing. But I I can see your interpretation as being accurate.
1: Okay, I'm in between you because the only reason I'm going to side with Dan is because at the end. Riley was like, and the other ring, and Maya gave her this, like, smoosh face, and she was like, it's for you, and, like, put the yeah. ring on her finger!
0: Yes. <laughs> also, I don't think Maya would be so dumb as to think that, like, they were each for one hand or something like that.
2: Yeah. Well, what I like about it is the fact that Riley's halfway out the window, and she's, like, got her by the belt, yes. and keeps pulling her back in, and she's like, yes, yes, no, <laughs> he slowly starts coming back in. Yeah, no.
0: <laughs> yes, I do. I think their physical comedy of, of Riley keep trying to leave was really well done. Yeah, good stuff there. Uh, and then OTP. <laughs> uh, and then we get the dead corpse body joke.
1: Nice.
0: Which fantastic. Yeah,
2: I'll tell the people not to take it off your dead corpse
1: body. <laughs> Does anyone else get, like, a weird, eerie feeling of a 12-year-old Rowan saying that with such a sweet, innocent face? Because I did, and it was great.
2: did no, <laughs> not um, do that. I was like, yo, see, so you're older, you'll die first. Yo. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, you wait, <laughs> who will tell them not to take it off of my dead corpse body? Yes. <laughs> Happy birthday. <laughs>
0: yeah, no, that was a really, really sweet, nice way to start the episode. Very comedic, but also a nice little connection for the characters. Yeah. It was
1: Definitely just, a it was, huge reason why it's my favorite episode. It's just
2: a great space to let those two characters explore themselves and each other and just bounce things back and forth. Because it's, when you have a moment where you can just let the characters fill their own roles, mm. that's the kind of stuff that like, it, it makes, it just makes a series. Yeah.
1: So yeah, I agree that it's the best intro
2: by far. I
0: don't I definitely don't think by far. I think you're forgetting some of the really good ones we had earlier on, but I definitely Maybe. liked it a lot, and it was the main it was the only thing that made me pause the episode and actually tweet out saying this
2: is really great. I thought just like as far as intros go, super solid. Yeah. Just super mm-hmm. solid by any standards. Yeah, I agree.
0: Alright, scene two. Scene two <laughs> So Sean's in there, and they come in from demolition. And uh, Riley tells Sean to squeeze her tight because it's her birthday. Squeeze her good. Squeeze her good. Yes. <laughs> um, and get her. What did you guys like from this scene?
2: I I know that you had some problems with the cake joke going on yeah. a little long, but I I for for somebody <laughs> I'm
1: sorry I'm laughing at the cake joke.
2: <laughs> for somebody who, being myself, who is sensitive to things going on too long, especially in this series so far. Yeah. I really enjoyed it, and I had no problems with it. I think that it... I was enjoying the character play so much that I did, it didn't bother me that it kept going, because for me, it was a fun way that we actually have Cory being Cory, mm-hmm. but still sort of being an adult. And then we also have Topanga being Topanga. I thought Topanga, starting in this scene... We had some great Topanga moments because she didn't take up too much screen time Mm -hmm. or too much attention away from the main idea of the episode. Yeah. But I really felt that Topanga was no longer the stereotypical just random TV mom. I really did feel like Topanga was Topanga in this episode, even though I feel like there were a couple missed opportunities and she didn't get a lot of screen time. Yeah, She didn't feel like she was not herself.
1: I definitely think Danielle is stronger when Ryder's around mm-hmm. and when they can make the Boy Meets World references. I really think that she needs to slip into Boy Meets World to Panga before she can be comfortable with Girl Meets World to
2: Well the other Honestly, thing I don't know if that has anything to do with it. I think it's just that they gave her a better lines.
0: okay, so this is my opinion that in those episodes where she's been dealing with Ryder and everyone, or also in the episodes where she's dealing with the adults and not dealing That's not true. being in a motherly role as much so for me that is i think that's part of it is that she's more comfortable when she's playing off of ben and she's playing off of the other adults
1: yeah i guess that does make sense
0: yeah for me yeah i did think that it went on a little bit too long i thought there were a lot of really great lines in there i thought there were a lot of lines where ben was very cory like but i also think there were a number of lines that were stilted both from ben and from danielle and I, i mean i so it just went on a little too long for me but i did think overall it was solid
1: I really enjoyed the part where he was like, Maya's behind me, huh? Mm. Why is everyone always behind me? <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was a great Boimits twelve reference.
2: I think I really like Sean's response. Well, it's not Tuesday, yes. so I'm alright.
0: Yes. Yeah, that, that connected with Corey throwing the cake up in the air and Topanga catching it as he runs I was him. literally like,
1: the cake!
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a really nice moment. I totally agree there. And then I really like so Sean's there because he says he's doing a piece about weekends in New York for under a hundred dollars. <laughs> That's impossible. <laughs> yeah,
1: can I stay here? Yeah, his delivery <laughs>
0: on that was fantastic. I really liked that. Um.
1: Yeah, it is impossible. It's definitely impossible. <laughs>
0: yeah. uh, so then we have the little interplay about the key that Sean has a key which Peggy doesn't have a key. <laughs> Yep, right, that's nice. Yep, that was pretty funny.
1: Uh, okay, I, I did not buy that because, let's be honest, Topanga bought that house way more than Corey did. She's a lawyer, he's a middle school teacher. <laughs> yeah,
2: but it's still a joke that they would make yeah. as characters. Yeah.
1: And I'm just saying that
0: she has the keys. <laughs> she has the she part. has the keys in the relationship. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> she wears the keychain belts in the relationship. All right, so then we have Angela time. Which I know you guys didn't like quite as much. I didn't
2: like that particular line. Yeah,
1: Yeah, I didn't like the delivery of it. I thought it was an awkward setup. Mm. But, like, I didn't didn't hate him talking about Angela in that moment. Yeah. I just thought that they could have presented it in a better way. Not a sentimental way, just something that flowed more easily with the lines. The
2: only thing I didn't like about it was the actual line, Angela, spill it. Because it just kind of came out of nowhere. But the actual talk where it talks about how he fell in love with a concept and stuff like that. That has some nice meta to it and gives me some confidence that I'm not just going to rehash it, they're actually going to get over it and make it be a belt that it didn't work because yeah. it's falling level with the concept.
0: I totally agree with you. I thought that was a really nice point there. Very nice use of meta. That actually made sense. It didn't feel too meta. It felt like something right. that actually, like... You know, from an outside perspective, you would feel that way, especially if you didn't know the whole story. Did you? Right. Did you have any issue with the fact that they don't really explain why he went through her purse? I mean, I didn't really mind it, but I could see you maybe taking issue I, with it.
2: I kind of like it because it becomes the joke of about the ambiguity. Yeah. Um, I like it how it's like that's creepy. Yeah. Oh no, it wasn't that? Bad. You know what yeah. I mean? yeah. Um, but but I really love you know just the explanation and the ring power thunder lightning yes that was my favorite oh. line of
0: the whole episode
2: uh,
1: those cuties
0: <laughs> that was this amazingly acted great line like really smart writing there it was hilarious
1: and then they looked slightly embarrassed but like still wanted to keep I- going I like when Slim Ryder out. just like put yeah. their hand <laughs> down.
2: slowly lowering their hands the <laughs> in the face yeah. uh, so we, we talked about like, we were children. trying to
0: figure out what this was exactly was a reference to because our first thought was Captain Planet well he is our hero yes <laughs>
1: He's a hero. <laughs> du, 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 du.
0: Should we explain Captain Planet for the youngins?
1: Oh my god. Oh my god. Do we really have people that don't know what Captain Planet is? That blows my world. <laughs> that
0: blows your world. <laughs>
1: I'm sorry. I love Captain Planet. So quickly it's explain. I
0: explain. Okay.
1: Okay. So there's five kids from five different countries. And they all have these rings that have power. Fire. Water. Earth.
0: How about, how about first, Captain Planet was a cartoon. Uh-oh.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, Dan, excuse me. Captain Planet is real.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's actually, okay, we actually while while searching quickly saw a live action thing and it was really frightening. Oh, I see, that's, oh man. A, that's
2: a joke. I've seen yeah. that. Oh, that's okay. a parody. Yeah. That was frightening. <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> that was
1: frightening. Anyways. It's,
2: it's mildly disturbing. Yep. So
1: Captain Planet is a superhero who protects the world against pollution and uh, deforestation and things Poachers. like that. It's a, it's a bit propagandistic, but it's okay. It's really great. Um, <laughs> and he's blue and he's got the world on his chest. And then their powers combined. And oh, and then there's one kid, the heart kid. Um, he, <laughs> he's got a monkey. It's great.
0: Yes, so walk Captain Planet, kids. Um, or at least the theme <laughs> Caitlin, song. Can-
1: we're going to put a link, okay?
0: Yes. Well, put the, yeah, the theme song is the main thing. Do you thing know I'm how
2: many see. links we say we're going to put that we never put?
1: Oh, so many. Yep. Someone should go through our podcast and ask for all the links <laughs> we never put
0: up. <laughs> yeah. yep. I also want to throw out that we were also thinking maybe it was a Wonder Twins reference from uh, the Super Friends, uh, who also, put our- they had two different rings <laughs> they put together. Uh, to create their power. Okay, so after the ring power activated. Um <laughs> then Riley's brain power activated and she got a brain blast and she decided to bring her parents to the is bay window. Is that Jimmy Neutron? Yes it is. <laughs> so she decided to bring her parents to the bay window, which brings us into scene three.
1: Oh wait, no, but that was one of my favorite lines because when she was just like Bay Window and Mile gets up and she was like, Not you, but it's my birthday <laughs> yeah. And then Cory and Ping were so excited, but moving on.
0: Yes. So scene three, uh, we have Corey, Topanga, and Riley on the bay window and we're talking about uh, Corey's old scheming ways and what do you guys think about the scene?
1: I just wanted to say that when Riley was all like, schemes, rackets, scams, pulling stuff on people and changing their lives, mm-hmm. I really wanted her to have like a Brooklyn accent when she was doing that.
2: <laughs> Which is a good point is why does nobody have a New York accent even like Maya who supposedly... Even
1: the people on the subway.
2: Oh, that's a good point. Well, we don't know how long Maya's
0: Oh, but he's supposed to be Riley's friend for her whole life, right? So, you're right about and that. And, uh, and, and why mother...
1: is her mom a southern belle?
2: Well, we don't know
0: where she grew up. Yeah. Well,
2: um, It's just an interesting production note. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So you didn't really, like... I remember you said that you thought it was a little blunt that Riley brings up that she just wants to get Sean to be the father of yeah. Maya.
2: It's kind of interesting because it's just all of a sudden it's like... We know the premise of the episode. That's like, she's like, I'm telling you exactly what this episode's about and what exactly what I want all in one sentence. Well, well,
1: I, no, I don't think it's exactly that bad because I get where you're coming from, except for the fact I think that's something you really need to say outright to yeah. Corian and Topanga. I
2: didn't say it was bad. Okay. Normally when I say something is blunt, I mean it's bad. In this particular case, I just mean it was very blunt. I
0: don't think it was blunt if you didn't already know what the episode was about. And that takes me to my bigger point, which is that, like it and it, go- it cuts to commercial then as though they just dropped the bomb. And it's not a bomb for us because we've known about it for six months. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so like, yeah, it, fe- it feels like sort of, yeah, I can sort of see where you're coming from since we've known for a long time where this episode was leading. But well, it made sense in the context the- of their conversation, I thought
2: beyond that beyond the universe of the show and the sort of like that window into the world mm. I'm talking about the idea that a friend would stop sit down to say to his parents hey this should be my friend's new dad mm. <laughs> I'm saying that that is a big part of why I think it's blunt I think that it works surprisingly surprisingly well yeah in the instance because I think this was a very good episode yeah but in, there's no way that it's not a weird blunt thing to say
0: yeah in I the real
1: that. world in for Riley Corey and Topanga that is a very normal thing <laughs>
0: Okay, um, I did like I I couldn't I didn't know how to write this down. But when Corey was sort of like making up those words in like a godfathery way about scheming and his scheming past, and they'll make just, the
1: like, angels sing.
0: <laughs> yeah, and there's like he's making things up, and I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah.
1: It definitely felt like Boy Meets World, Corey. Yeah, yeah
2: it definitely was a direct uh, throwback to that episode where they are doing the whole mobster thing at the bakery, mm-hmm. and he, you know Eric goes to them for help. Yeah. I like that. a lot. <laughs> so then we get to scene
0: four, and we're still—it's just you know—we're still basically the same scene at the bay window. And then this is when we start to get the in- introduction of these sort of very stylized, especially for this show, freeze frames with the names of the different roles they're taking—the
2: title cards. Yeah. yeah.
0: So what do you think about this? We have the Fixer, the Apprentice, the Inspiration, the two best friends,
2: the Wonk, and the Face.
1: I think the names could have been better, but I overall liked the whole what they were going for.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Now I am somebody who normally does not like these kind of things. Mm-hmm. Where that all of a sudden you're coming in and making this parody that's very on the nose, like having the title cards reference like a cheesy seventies like action movie. Because mm-hmm. it feels to me, it feels more like a commercial that parodies it. You know what I mean? Like we've we've all seen those commercials where it's like yeah, yeah. It's like was it for chips or something? Yeah and it's like this sort of it goes the same way
1: it was actually funny because we were we had it on the DVR and so when we fast forwarded and we got to that part at first Keith thought it was a commercial and then we realized (laughs) we had to rewind and start the scene that's pretty funny
2: I think if the episode had been not as good Mm. I would have had a trouble getting past that but because the episode was successful I think that it kind of just breezed by me and any uh, problems I would have had with it I didn't really care that much I think I enjoyed it for what it was because I was already enjoying the episode so much yeah
0: so I have seen stuff like this done really really well in a couple of different shows that I love and I think that I definitely again just like last week how I enjoyed they were experimenting with the format I definitely enjoy stylistic experimentation. The fact that they decided to do this is very different for the show. Um, I do think it, for me, went on a few too many times. I don't think we needed the um, Sean and Maya ones. Yeah. And I also would have preferred a, a little bit more variation in, like, the way the title cards came out. Like, it made a different color scheme for each person. Like, there was, was basically the exact same title card, which was a different name. And each more time. interesting name. Yeah. It seemed like
2: something that some high school kids did on PowerPoint.
0: Well, it's, I think it seems really fun, like the first two times with the Fixer and the and the Apprentice. But then we got like six of them, yeah. No, and, I get And that. it just slowed the episode down for me a tiny bit. Definitely don't dislike it. I I enjoyed how then after the fact we had the airplane coming through and doing different steps of the plan. I like
1: the yeah, airplane. I like
2: it was interesting to see that the uh, paper airplane go by. Yeah,
0: that was I think that was pretty cool, and I I liked the joke that we get later on. We were like, oh, guess we need a new plan in the title card thing.
2: How would you feel if they started to do things like that more and more, where that they experiment to the point where, like, every other episode there's something weird in it like that?
0: See, I kind of like that more than things... So we're about to come up, in sort of in in connection with this, is things like Farkle with the crazy walk that doesn't really... It's, like, a little too far for me. Because that's sort of in the world of the show. Whereas, like, these tile cards, like, aren't in the world of the show so yeah, i actually the yeah, the show and the so i actually like that a lot better because you can still have the world of the show be sort of down to earth but then like playing with the format it. so that so i
2: like a scott pilgrim type deal
0: yeah i mean that might be a little bit excessive but <laughs> no,
2: <too. laughs> actually i would love an episode of girl meets world that like was a scott pilgrim-esque yeah. Structure. That would be pretty funny. Because especially That's... because there is um Girl Meets World games on Disney Channel. Yeah. So if they took some of the graphics from the Girl Meets World computer game mm-hmm. and some of like the like the weird things yeah, and did yeah. like as like I don't know what the premise of the episode would be, it would have to be something funny like a dream.
0: Girl Meets Game but, Night.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd also like to see Michael Sarah guest star on Girl Meets <laughs> <Mates> World. <laughs> He can oh, play an awkward high schooler, like always. Oh
2: man! Oh, I'd like to. I like to see Hilary Duff.
1: Oh my yeah. god! <laughs> I don't know if anyone's seen my tweets, but I want. I want them to bring Hilary Duff on.
2: Not as Hillary Duff, though, because I think that's something they would do is like yeah. girl meets Hillary Duff. Yeah. No.
1: <laughs> girl meets Lizzie McGuire.
0: Now that I'd Maybe. be on board for. Uh um,
2: that would be great. If her character's name was Lizzie,
0: that so like I don't really want to crossover with like modern Disney shows because most of them are much less down to earth than Girl Meets World. Yes, but something stylistically different. Yeah, yeah. but something like uh, Lizzie McGuire actually is pretty similar in vain I mean, it's not exactly similar, but Lizzie McGuire is pretty down to earth generally. Yeah, so I wouldn't really mind that if they had like an adult Lizzie McGuire meet her. Be kind of fun. That'll be
2: that'll be really funny. Yeah. <laughs>
1: all right, so let's write into Hillary Duff. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yep.
2: Um. If, if we get well, this no, to she's happen, she's gonna be on bro. the next podcast. So. That's that's
1: true. <laughs> Hillary duff's confirmed.
0: Yes. <laughs> um. Well, okay. So let's talk about a few of these names they call So we have the Wonk comments. So we have Farkle. What do you think about this? Look,
1: we all had to look up what Wonk is. Yeah.
2: I had a general idea just yeah. by. Yeah, by context yeah. you can yeah. figure it
0: out, but
1: Yeah, I just I I was sort of in an in between space, like is he like a uh, schlup?
2: Yeah. Not a sh- <laughs>
1: <laughs> Not schlup, but like is he the loser? Almost oh, so, walk sounds like a loser. Yeah.
2: Well, I mean it's obviously supposed to be a signifier to this sort of very cheesy type of thing. It definitely does that. It's it's He's um, a
1: squint. As you put it earlier.
2: Yeah, that, w- that was my translation. I would
0: have guessed that a nerd.
1: Yeah. yeah, but Squint is a very specific <laughs> reference yes. to Bones. that
2: Yes, um, that I don't know. Which, which sucks now, anyway, so it's fine. Yeah,
1: it used to be great, though.
2: It used to be okay. Um, <laughs> But let's talk
0: about the actual, so what Farkle was doing in this episode with the walk. Well, and, what was he
1: doing?
3: Yeah,
2: I mean... A- as his role in the whole bamboozle, Yeah, <laughs> I think he was completely unnecessary.
0: He,
1: he, they he, could have incorporated technology in some kind of way, like had yeah, a spying trucker.
2: A spying Sorry. truck.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, remote control.
0: I'm glad they didn't, because I don't like it when they do these excessive technology thing. Like, like...
2: Mm, like when it, he was hiding in the closet with the webcam?
0: Yeah, I mean, like, I don't... I'm not that huge a fan of that, and th- and this technology implies that he, like, has GPS trackers, and, like, planted on both of them, which is just, like, crazy and creepy and not that funny to me, and seems like something I'd see in a very different kind of show. The recording their voices and editing them, I guess, like, that's believable and not necessarily not down to earth, but it's excessively creepy, and that's not funny to me. It could
2: have worked if it was actually relevant to the plot that they were doing. Like, for instance, if if their plan had something to do with them recording Sean or recording Katie... Or, like, a phone call. And then playing it back, and it was like, yeah, maybe they made a phone call, and they had to fake sean and or katie's voice two calls to each other and they had a thing where they were like typing in sentences but it was coming out as their voice on the other end because they were like doing something like that then i can see how it all fit together and then that weird creepy thing became just you know it's foreshadowing or if
1: katie called wondering where maya was and they couldn't have her talk because she was tied up right (laughs) i'm (laughs) just over that would
2: have been nice i would have liked that if they had maya's voice on loop and it was like somebody was trying to get in touch with her. They called her cell phone. And they yeah. had it picked up, and they played it through. And it was like, you know, I'm fine. I'm yeah. not tied up. <laughs> yes, that's pretty funny.
0: I do think that I'm over the. Oh, we're gonna make jokes out of him being a stalker thing because yeah, I agree. That's excessive. I mean, it's really far, and we're supposed to most of these episodes, especially recently, has just been he's a good friend of them. He cares about them, and. So you can't have it both ways. You can't make him a super creep and a really nice, loyal, good friend to them.
1: Well, we have Farkle's <laughs> choice to look forward to next week. Yeah, choose
2: between, be, choose between those two parts of his soul. Well, I mean,
1: no, that's not even it. Is it, they're they're fighting over
3: Farkle. Okay. and
0: uh, that's based on an IMDb summary that I I don't think we could take to heart that much from Fair the side. Um, but yeah. yeah. I do think that Fargo's Coast could be a good thing because it could put this all to rest. In a perfect world, that's what would happen. Mm. But we'll see. Okay, so, but then we talk about how Sean and Corey also have rings, much like (laughs) my. Yeah, Um, actually, that
2: that was a great scene, you know, because Riley's like, we have rings. It's like, so do we. And I love Topanga holds up her her hand. Her wedding ring. Yeah. Yeah. And Corey, you know, Sean gave it to me when I was 25 years old.
0: (laughs) And I like that that little uh, also the continuity of saying that he gave it to him later in life because otherwise it wasn't in the show. Yeah, it wasn't in the show, yeah. so it makes sense to say that
1: your mother doesn't let me wear it. <laughs> That's <was great>, yeah. <laughs> ben sandwich was like very.
2: He was on point.
1: <laughs> I was going to say flamboyant. Mm. Like when Farkle comes to the window and he's like, ladies, and Ben Sat... Or, well, Corey was all like... <laughs> he was having fun in this episode. Yeah, I think he definitely it, was. You got
2: to know that everybody was having a lot yeah. of fun in this episode. Mm-hmm. It's, and really, that's what brings it all home. If you know that the actors are having fun doing these roles and the characters are having fun... yeah. That's what's gonna have a lot of energy and hype up the episode and actually live up to its expectations. I, I like think part
0: of the I up. think part of that is because this was actually the last episode they filmed of all of season one, mm-hmm. so I think they were like really excited to like have Sean there and to you know bring it home. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. There was a
2: lot of energy. Yeah. There were
1: definitely a lot of moments where I feel felt like with Danielle, I was seeing Danielle smiling and laughing, mm-hmm. but like it made sense for Topanga in the moment.
0: Yeah. Uh, so then we have peyton coming well lucas coming into the window too and he's the face and i liked his little interaction with dipanga there um yeah. and and sort of the meta moment of him saying is this all you guys think of me
1: yeah most of the time <laughs> I
2: know, shout out weird. to peyton though because i don't know how he got the role as the cool kid <laughs> um we'll tweet this video of them going and like talking to the cast about boy meets world trivia will we mm. yeah we will <laughs> he's so awkward when he was trying to sing the theme song and stuff like that <laughs>
1: The so, call. He yeah, tries to yeah. do the Feeney call. Some
2: of the best Peyton things are when he plays up that he is awkward, just like yeah. Riley, like when he was doing that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's the stuff I want to see more. I want to see Peyton not as Mr. Perfect, not as the cool guy. I want to see him as vulnerable, as a human being, as a character who is awkward yeah. and who is maybe, uh, maybe he's the pretty boy only in looks, but his attitude is actually- you know?
0: You know what I think he could play pretty well.
2: You know how What's like
0: that? in every like especially nineties teen movie they have like the girl who's in glasses and super dorky and awkward, and, 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 then, and then and then she gets a makeover and puts on a dress and she's beautiful and she looks like no, all, the all she has to do girls. is take off her glasses yeah. and take <laughs> out her yeah. ponytail. I, I yeah. think they could have easily done that with Lucas. Like make him look slightly dorkier and have him be the super nerd, and then like by the end of the season he like gets a makeover.
2: Now I don't <laughs> like those premises. Yes. I definitely wouldn't like the whole super but I do yeah. I definitely want to see more than just the not Mr. Perfect Lucas I want to mm. see him at an internal dissonance between how people like like we had in that episode where he was trying to what which episode was that when he that was, was smackle that was, was smackle, that smackle? Yeah. I really like that because that was about the distance between his internal self and the expectations of others on him because of his appearance and yeah. we assume that he's an athlete yeah, I believe I l- I that see way more, more of that.
1: than when he's labeled or called Mr. Perfect. Yeah. I believe that Lucas, the, oh, everyone expects me to be a jock and do this and that, but mm. really this is what I care about
2: Lucas. Yeah, yeah. Smacko Lucas was a better version of what flaws Lucas should have been. Yeah, yeah, I agree with
0: you. All right, are we ready to get into scene five?
1: Scene five. Hopefully. All
2: right.
0: So we have Maya and Sean are basically finishing up a talk they're having down in the living room about how they're the ones who are left behind. And it sort of comes out, Maya says that her mom is sort of not the victim here, that she drove her dad away. Right.
2: Mm. And this is sort of the beginning of the heart of the drama that's supposed to be in this episode. And Mm. I'm, I'm a little bit on the edge about this because it definitely feels oversimplified and almost vilifies serp- certain things that are a lot more complicated in real life. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and it's hard to say that it has a good social responsibility in this case because it is vilifying people that may or may not be innocent in different things by oversimplifying the situation to such a degree that you are either, oh, she's not one of us, she is one of us, you, the left behind, yeah. the lever, the stayer. These are really big, complicated, wrapped up, messy ideas. Yeah. And by boiling it all down to
0: I normally agree that things aren't black and white but and I don't think that the person who stays is necessarily always perfect but I think that the person who leaves and then never tries again to interact with you is the villain that's my personal
2: feeling I'm more talking about the labeling of Kate even though it is overturned it's yeah. overturned in the way not by saying oh it's more complicated than that it's overturned by saying oh wait she actually is one of us yeah. Which I think is, the, is a sidestep. Yeah. I don't hate it per se that there's just something inside me that's saying, you know, that's just not quite right.
0: I'm glad that they at least overturned it, because it was feeling iffy to me to be like, oh, it's her fault because she drives men
2: away. Yeah. It felt yeah. iffy. Sean's probably in Mexico, by now. <laughs> yeah. I... Like-
1: I-, I- Because in the end, it's not that Katie drove him away, but we don't even know what Maya thought that meant to begin with.
0: I'm glad that they didn't really go into much detail about anybody agreeing with Maya, because I can understand from a young child's perspective of Maya thinking of her mom as the villain. But if, like, Sean agreed and thought she was the villain because she drove the guy away... That uh, seems really dumb.
2: On a lighter note, uh, in terms of just pure humor, yeah. after they talk about him, you know, running away to Mexico, we yeah. have that great line about, run you know, for the hills. yeah, he, he, she sends men. He's probably like running for the hills, and then Riley goes, "Who says that?" Yeah, and she goes, Grr, <laughs> "Run for the hills." <laughs> yes, it's a lot of great moments like that in this yeah. episode.
1: But that was the that was the moment that reminded me of the paint scene yep. because Lucas, like, when he goes to run out the window, he like, does something with the rope to make it harder for Maya to move, and in the um, paint episode...
0: Yeah, Maya's mother.
1: Yeah, Maya's mother. If you look closely in the background, Lucas is the first one to leave when the fight <laughs> starts. <laughs>
2: yep. Yeah, Lucas is the big, strong guy, but he's a, he's a coward deep down inside, yeah. and that's what I want to see more of. I want to see yeah. Lucas as the coward, he's so non-confrontational that he's going to run away at, this, at the first sign of major drama. Agreed.
0: Uh, But getting back to scene five So the one part of the Farkle interaction In this episode That I did enjoy Was when Maya Smashes his (laughs) watch.
2: Yeah. Especially because,
1: yeah, she wasn't even there for the explanation of yeah. it, and she's just like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, I she's
2: gonna not gonna funny. put up with this. Yeah, no. she's um, just like, "It's
1: my
0: birthday. It's my birthday. Yeah. <laughs> I got no
2: time for this fucker <laughs> yeah. business."
0: We have Sean pulling Corey and Topanga aside and being like, "We have to meddle in Maya's life. We have to like help her out." And then this is when we get the whole thing about Corey's old. He's pathetic. He's tired. <laughs> Ah, he's a, old! he's a nice
2: back and forth because I forget which one comes first, but Corey's like, I'm old! Yeah. And he's like, he's tired! I'm yeah. tired! He's old! Yeah, it's, it's really just nice. It's really good character interactions. Yeah. I think this episode is the most solid in terms of continuously good character interplays. Mm. I believed all the characters in this episode, and I believe that they believed in themselves.
1: I think I need a scene where Corey and Sean are at a restaurant and they take roles.
0: At this point in my life <laughs> I want you to take the rocks <laughs> I
1: think I really need yeah. that
0: And so then they have basically in this interaction They sneak info to Sean With their master plan in mind of getting him to know Who Katie hey, is, is yeah. Katie. And basically where she works and all that stuff so I- The oh.
1: Nighthawk Diner have we- Which by the way is that the, a reference To that painting? Yeah it's
2: the Hopper yeah. painting It's, it's mm-hmm. um, the mm-hmm. Nighthawks which I think is interesting to note, because it really...
1: On the outside, aesthetically, it kind of looks like... Not on the inside, but yeah, on the outside.
2: Right. When, we, when we get these moments that kind of harken back to the traditional Sean thing, it, it always has been this sort of, like, 50s kind of vibe. Greaser, cool cat, you know, but with this very, like, Norman Rockwell, Edward Hopper... Is it Edward Hopper?
1: I think so. And also just the way that Katie dresses at work. Like, yeah. that's a very old-style retro. Actress.
2: I think it's interesting that they kept that alive. Well, that could also get because they're in New only... York City
0: and there's a lot of diners like that in New York City.
2: Right, no, but but you got to know that it was a an artistic decision to keep that alive specifically in the characters of Sean and in the Sean parallel characters, because that is sort of their placeholder for all these sort of like Americana sentiments.
0: Um, and ending out scene five is another callback to the yip yip thing. So, what did you guys think of that?
2: Keith laughed. I, yeah, I think it was funny this time because it was not the joke. It was one of the many fast jokes that were happening mm-hmm. at the time, which made it more successful than the I last completely time when it first came up.
0: <laughs> To me, last time it was very subtle, and it wasn't a big thing, and now this time it's just a one-time-too-many, in my opinion.
1: I don't think it was one-time-too-many, but I do think last time was more successful.
0: Alright, but scene six, so we uh, have
2: Lucas using his rope knowledge. Because he's a real cowboy. (laughs) Yes.
1: You're a real cowboy now.
2: (laughs) I think that was actually interesting because, what was it, you want to see my rope trick? But I couldn't do this because if I was a real cow, he actually says like if I was a real cowboy or yeah. something like that. I think it's funny that he's sort of turning the tables on Maya. Her yeah, making- Maya
1: actually says I don't think you're a real
2: cowboy. <laughs> which is, so which is funny because so if he has been sitting there the whole time, if we're led to believe that he actually did this and can do yeah. this, if he's sitting there the whole time and she's calling him a cowboy, is he
0: a cowboy? I think he's a cowboy. <laughs>
2: I think he's a cowboy. I'm pretty Confirmed. sure
0: he's a cowboy. Confirmed. Confirmed. Uh, Lucas is a cowboy. I also did...
1: We're going to have Peyton on the next uh, episode, too, with Hillary Duff. <laughs> Confirmed.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed Farkle's delivery of I'm the Wonk! I thought that was fun. Even, I mean, the, I, I don't think he did a whole lot in the episode, but I thought his delivery was good. Uh, and then we have sort of Maya as, like, this caged animal wanting to attack them, and we already talked about the mm-hmm. run for the hills part of that, but...
2: Yeah. <laughs> I love my <the> line. <laughs> yep. <Yeah. laughs>
0: So then we get into the diner, and we have Katie and Sean interacting. And this, honestly, was for me the low point of the episode. I didn't feel Um, like they had much chemistry. I didn't really believe they're arguing. I was kind of surprised at how much I wasn't liking Ryder Strong's deliveries of lines, because he was amazing for me in the holiday episode.
2: So that's interesting, because when I was watching it, at first I was like, oh, this is going to be the low point of the episode. But then it, it had a turn for me. Like I think the point that it turned for me is when she said, you know at first it was like, Oh, she's just gonna sit there and listen to him complain or Yeah, gonna when get she was like, You're arguments. right
1: and I was like, Yeah, the point where she said you're mm-hmm. right is when I thought it was gonna take a turn for the worst and like she was gonna become all that meek and like, yeah. oh, you're right, I'm like Down-trodden a kind of person. But then she was like But then she actually showed some backbone And was like, no, like, get out of my face I'm doing what I yeah, can for If, daughter, if it doesn't
2: have that. to do with tuna melt, meatloaf, or pie <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, I honestly get your butt out I honestly either. don't have any issues with the Dialogue or the characterization I really didn't think that The acting worked for me on either side I I don't want to say, was, I, and I, maybe it's the directing. I don't want to like say like oh they're bad actors or anything by far because I think they've done really great jobs in other scenes. But it it didn't feel true to me. It didn't feel
2: real. It was treading the water in this middle place for me, in which it was awkward, but I think it was supposed to be awkward. Mm. And I can see how it can push one way or the other. In your case, you don't yeah. like it. At first, I didn't like it, but I think that it by the end of it, I believed it just enough to say yes, it's awkward and it's a little bit unbelievable, but isn't that the point? Mm that it is so unbelievable, it was the far shot, and it's only that it is these particular characters that it would have actually brought them together, because these are the characters that need to argue first. Yeah, but I just didn't believe anywhere. they were
0: actually arguing, they felt like people pretending to argue. That's, how, that's, that's how, guess how it felt for me. It didn't feel like a real dramatic scene, which it kind of should have been, it was kind of
2: dramatic. Well, again, that goes back to what I'm saying, the drama in this episode is not yeah. actually dramatic, it's sort of the oversimplifying. Setting up for more drama. But I, I think that there was enough humor in the scene to carry it as a good scene, whether it was truly dramatic uh, or down to earth, as you were mentioning before. And then,
1: Um, once Sean actually introduces who he is, and Katie has that realization, oh, you're the guy Maya talks about all the time, she then brings up like, how would you let Maya, like, Get attached to someone yeah. who leaves all the time So what do you think about I
0: thought that was a really interesting point I will say
1: mm-hmm.
2: I, I did too, that to me kind of Maybe if this clears it up for maybe your own feelings mm-hmm. That to me explained why She was fighting but not fighting all the way yeah. mm-hmm. Because yes she was mad At this random guy walking in insulting her But at the same time she's maybe thinking In the back of her head you know Maybe this guy is more responsible than I am And maybe this guy is what she needs In her life that even if so, even if I can't provide everything, maybe this guy can actually pick up some of the slack, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna admit it, to, I'm not gonna admit it to him, I'm not even gonna admit it to myself, but it's still in I mind. will say, okay,
0: so you guys are kind of skipping ahead a scene because the part where they actually talk about Katie doesn't want Maya to get that close to him, that's in scene 10. And so that, for me, was the turning point. But it was, this, it was the first two scenes that they had where the Riley and, and Corey were walking with the menus. Those were the two parts where I really didn't think it was working. But once they do have that part where she brings up about knowing who Sean is, I thought it was better.
2: Mm-hmm. You gotta love how they backed out the door. With yes, the menu I thought power. that was great. The whole menu
0: <laughs> thing, I think, was fantastic. And that also is the scene that has the title card with, oh, I guess we need new plan which i thought was a pretty funny way to end that scene mm-hmm. so then we go back to the bay window and they're un she's untying maya and i thought this was really a nice little moment between the two of them ship, ship, <laughs> ship,
1: ship, ship. <laughs> well it was just okay it was so cute when uh, she was like you can give me back the friendship ring i will understand and she was like i'm never giving this friendship ring back as long as i live <laughs> wow you said kind of a nice thing in a really mean yes, voice
2: that was one of my favorite lines that- Yes, mm-hmm. I, not only is that one of the best lines on the episode, that's one of the best lines on the series, yeah. and
0: amazing delivery too. Yes,
2: super great.
1: And then she finally unties her, and she wants to know if they're, like she's still mad at her, and she's like, "Let me think about it." Flam on the bed. Before that,
2: we get you know we get that great. Are you angry? She smiles. How about now? Yeah, <laughs> kind of furious. Yeah. And then this, you know, should I untie you? I wouldn't.
0: <laughs> I really <laughs> did enjoy great. the fling on the bed, followed by so want to sleep over. Yeah, that was, <laughs> yeah, good. That was yeah, that was cute. That was one of, they just, again, when it's just the two of them interacting, the show is so gold, and yeah. they need more of it. So then we go back to the diner, and we do have that sort of talking about Sean just being an inconsistent part of Maya's life, and Katie reveals that he's not the reason the dad left, which, I mean, kind of obvious to us, but important for Maya.
2: But the other problem is, like, that concept of the reason why somebody left... Yeah. Can not be bummed up to Yeah, that can be so many hearsay. things. Yeah. You can't just say, the person involved, they can't be like, oh, I drove him away. Just kidding, he left. There's just no objectivity or weight yeah. to those statements that makes any sense to like, oh, Huh, I believe you. You're one of us. Yeah. Come on, stranger. I agree with you. Let's go to a birthday party. When
1: Sean walks in and, like, tells Maya, like, everything you know about your life is a lie, basically, mm. it almost seemed like him and Katie had a further conversation that the audience didn't get to see.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I think that it, it kind of would have been better if they helped Maya understand that, Even if maybe Katie was part of the reason the dad left, that doesn't make her the villain. That it is more about yeah. Yeah. That it makes much more sense to explain to her that you know he stayed, he cares about you, he left, he's the one that you should be upset with, (laughs) like. Which mm. is
2: very much like the whole Chet versus Verna thing that we got in *Boy Meets World*. Yeah. Uh, Especially in the one where um I forget the episode, but it's the one where is it the one where he takes Turner's bike? I think it is, and he convinces them to stay. Yeah. I mean they're, they're definitely, there's a couple different points but there's a lot of good discussions on what's better to do to stay or to leave and who's there for you even if they're not out there all the way Yeah, the fact that there's the effort being put in
0: I'm trying to remember is the line the hero is the one that stays from Boy Meets World or from a different show that I've seen I don't I think it's from a different show. I'm trying to I, figure out what it okay, was. Okay, so
2: me... what's interesting with that is, I don't think that's a line. Okay. But there's a line very similar to that. Yeah. There's a line where Chet was talking about how he hasn't been very much of a father, mm. and then Sean says something to be like, you stayed. Yeah. Yeah. You, know, you, you might have been a good guy. You know, mm-hmm. maybe the, the good guy is the one that stays. Yeah.
0: There's also stuff like that in the episode where he's talking to the grave... To say like you were a good dad. You did the best with what you had. All that stuff. Yeah, there's
2: a, there's a lot of great little stuff. But the best part about it isn't that it was clear cut. It was there was so much give and take back and forth, where he was the good guy, but then he was the bad guy. Like in the episode where where Chet dies. Yeah. He wasn't gonna stay. He was gonna leave.
0: Oh my God! I figured out what the, the hero is. The one that stays is from Veronica Mars. Oh, that's right. Yeah, because she calls. She says Keith is is the hero, and she blames Leanne for leaving.
2: That's right vmars on point (laughs) good stuff so then just just a side note she she ripped out the earbuds so she wouldn't you wouldn't spoil her (laughs)
0: funny so yeah katie didn't drop the dad away but then the next thing that i really really like is the introduction of the locket because it is a really nice connection with girl meets the truth with her wanting Mm. the locket and it's just like a nice subtle thing they seeded in early in the season that has a really nice payoff here i think especially with sean also being the one to take the picture
2: What's cool about that is she doesn't get the locket and says, Oh, a locket. Mm-hmm. She says, I got what you wanted, and she asked a locket. Yeah. And so it's so you know that she's been talking about it. Yeah. So that you know there's a lot of off camera stuff that happened, whether it's direct relation to her talking to her mother about how she found it slash stole it slash had to return it. Or, or even didn't just bring
1: any of that up and just said she wanted to lock it. Because
2: of the aftermath of that incident. Yeah. Which is a nice... That's the kind of stuff I lot to see, because...
1: That hurt my heart.
2: It, it's Good in there. Writers. It's its just subtle enough. We got it. we It's a long arc. Yeah. Even though it's not a big arc. It, it's a—it's it's relatively inconsequential, but it's one of those little things that are big. Well, that, yeah,
0: that's one of, like, the first time something like that's happened, right? That something so, like... Like from an episode so long ago, really came back in a dramatic, important way. But it's yeah. still not—they're not hitting you over the head with it. They're not being like, just like that time when you stole the locket. Like, <laughs> it's it's very tastefully done. and I really appreciated it.
2: Yeah, and I'm wondering if on all the episodes to come, mm-hmm. she will be seen, or at least in many of them, wearing the locket. And it also opens up a, a window in that you could have an episode about her potentially losing the locket. Mm. And that could be an interesting episode. Do you you think
0: that... And I'm not saying that I think this, I'm just wondering as an open topic. Do you think that we're making Katie a little too nice too quick? Do you think that this is too much of a turnaround from Maya's mother? Or do you like this, or do you want to have gone slower?
2: I think the problem isn't that she's too nice too quick. I think the problem is that last time we saw her, she was too caricatured, and Mm. it was... It would have been fine if she was the way she was in the last appearance if it was only from the perspective of Maya yeah. and you knew that it was very biased but it wasn't a biased presentation. It was in the universe of the show and everybody saw what happened and everybody had to deal with what happened. And that was the biggest problem. I think it was the first occurrence that was uh, troubled, not the second one. Well, or, I do
1: want to point out is that she's doing this for a special occasion Yeah, it's Maya's birthday and she worked the extra shifts and she didn't tell Maya about anything.
0: Yeah, she's still not being a perfect mom here because she's not explaining to her daughter ahead of time, like, oh, I have to work the extra shift, but I'll be there for the night time for you, I promise. Or,
2: or planning ahead so that yeah. she worked the extra shift the week before yeah, it's almost like she's like oh tomorrow is my daughter's birthday oops I gotta work that one other shift mm. which I mean it could be real it, it could be explained away but it there's a little bit missing in that that they I'm not saying that she should have been perfect and that should have been it but maybe they should have said that it wasn't perfect and went into that yeah. maybe
1: yeah, but I, I'm just saying. At the same time, I think this is still pretty cohesive with the original how episode. Katie has been yeah. portrayed before.
2: Is this the second occurrence? Yes, this is
0: only the second yeah. time we've okay. seen her.
2: I almost, I almost feel like it's the third for some reason.
0: Yeah, I could see
2: that. It maybe it's because we just have been talking about her yeah.
1: so much. Shady Honda. <laughs> Shady Honda.
0: <laughs> so yeah, I did really like the locket thing. So we we get into scene eleven, and uh, Sean is then tells Maya about what happened with the dad. And so, yes, we do get that sort of.
1: Not, a, I mean, not really. I still like that was. I get why Sean did it, but that was a bit much. Considering he does, as far as we know, he doesn't actually know why <laughs> the dad left. He was just like your dad left. It
0: also wasn't his place to do that. No, like I'm not like mad at him, but if well, this was real life, I point. probably would be
2: mad at him. Well, as the whole the whole point is that it wasn't his place. As far as Sean thought, he
1: was meddling. he was
2: he was the mastermind of the scheme. Yeah. The whole point is that Corey and Riley manipulated him into thinking that he was the mastermind and then he was the one that was yeah, but this overstepping is, this his is, own bounds. This is a much they overstepped. This his is much too to overstep overstepping
0: though, in my opinion. This is more overstepping than what Corey and Riley did. Because they were just manipulating a situation. They weren't revealing a piece of like a piece of truth that Katie specifically didn't want to tell her daughter. That's not really cool. If this was real life, that would not be the right thing to do in my opinion.
1: I agree with you.
2: But it's okay, because he went through her purse.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so that part was really great. I really did enjoy that, where they're like, oh, you can't
2: go through my purse, and then the two girls were like, let him! I thought that was really nice. What's cool about that is that it wasn't just, like, Corey and Riley that said that, or whatever. It was Maya and Riley, and Maya having been present earlier, Mm. that shows that not only does Riley want Sean to be Maya's dad... Maya also. Maya. yeah. Very definitively Wants Sean to get involved With her mother
0: Well okay So now let's have a broader talk Maybe about the whole Shady Haunter thing Like you guys were not On board for this idea Are you Like where do you want This to go
2: I think that the way They handled it Was surprisingly good Mm -hmm. Yes And I now have No particular reservations Moving forward If they were to pursue The relationship In a way That was Not overdone To the point That it tried to be Angela Yeah That it tried to Talk about Angela too much. I don't want to see a love triangle with Angela. Yeah. That's not to say that I don't I'll think s- that's I a might good stop character. Show if they do a love triangle. That's just too Angela. petty. Mm. And we need the whole point is that he's getting over that, and it didn't work out. And that's what I liked yeah. about this episode.
1: And they were trying to be mature about
2: it. Yeah, I w- um, I'm
0: okay with them giving Angela closure and maybe a love triangle, and, I'll love triangle for half an episode. That like very quickly no, gets resolved. I, I
1: might actually stop watching the If show. it's
0: for like 10 minutes, you'll stop watching the show. I mean, it makes if, sense. Just doesn't
1: because it like that's a precedent for like, wow, like if this is where they're gonna go, who knows where else they're gonna yeah,
2: go. It, I just think it's a really poor artistic choice. Mm. It's more than torturing the characters, yeah. it's torturing the audience. I don't think the idea, they are though, especially if it's half they- an episode. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I think they are, I think that this is enough closure. Yeah. I agree. The only reason that I would be okay with it is if it was a flashback to in-between the two series. Yeah, I don't want to see anything in the Girl Meets World timeline that has to do with Angela being there in physicality.
0: I don't know. I mean, as someone who really liked the Lauren arc, I think that that was a very well-done love triangle. But, so I... Don't think they would necessarily ruin it by doing a love triangle. That's different though, because because why?
1: Well, a they're high schoolers. Yeah, yeah but
0: so but, that's but everyone <laughs> in but Sean and Katie are shown to be bad in relationships and immature. Right. And I'm but... not saying again, not saying like a season long love triangle, but I could understand if Angela came back into his life, he'd might question himself for like a minute.
2: Because we already got that great line about falling in love with the concept yeah. rather than the person. But he
0: he didn't agree with that. They thought that.
2: I think it makes sense for him to
0: want closure. He was the love of his life when he was growing up. He would still have those feelings, probably. I'm not saying, like... I definitely don't want, like, an ongoing love triangle. But I think that if he was maybe thrown for a second, it would be believable.
2: There would just be too much fate involved. There'd be a lot more, you know, how do all of these people who supposedly want their separate ways... How do, how does every single one of them come back?
0: Topanga's best friends with Angela. Topanga comes to visit. All right, Angela comes to visit.
2: Is she best friends though? Because she went away with her father, and then they also moved away to well, New York. As far their as their old know. friends
0: were that she had, very they still connect with old friends.
1: I don't know. I it's just okay when we brought up Angela in this episode. Mm-hmm. Topanga was portrayed as oh yeah, that was Sean's girlfriend. Not that past. was my old friend. Yeah.
2: yeah. It also there was no hint from that sort of moment that there's any sort of lingering connection between Topanga. Or any of the characters in Angela that has mm-hmm. that has happened after the last time we saw. I her.
0: guess so. I'm definitely on board with you guys that in and actually in my perfect world we would never see Angela again. And this was nice closure. I agree with you. I just wouldn't be super upset if we saw her for an episode or two. It, it's not what I want, but I wouldn't ruin it anything for me. About a
2: stylistic claymation episode about a photo album that they find and it's all. Photo I'm, on board, for that. I'm on board for that. I'm
0: 100 percent on board for that.
2: Uh. <laughs> they open up. They open up a photo album, and as they're looking at the photos and going back, and it turns into claymation or puppets. Nice, puppet. Detention, <laughs> Mister Matthews <laughs> So, but getting back to the scene, I really
0: I liked that. So Corey's saying Riley's his partner in crime now, and Sean sort of wants Maya to be his, and her response I thought was really good.
2: Yeah, I am so much more interested in Maya's desire to have a father figure in Sean mm-hmm. than her desire to have a romantic interest in Joshua. 100%
1: agree with that. And me.
2: it's yeah. interesting because they almost sort of had a weird parallel in that scene that you just mentioned. So in last episode, the way that we saw Maya reacting Oh, like, I'm it for the long game kind of thing? Right. Yeah. And, and they try to make that her big thing, I want this to be more her big thing. Well, much but more I don't think
0: they were. Because last week was not about drama for her. She was just, like, having fun flirting. And I thought it was really funny. So
2: I, not I, at the end, though. That last comment, I'm in it for the long game. Yeah. That was the turn. Okay,
0: I'll give you that. And I definitely agree with you that I am more into this, interested in the Sean connection than the Joshua connection. But I also think, I have thought that a lot of the Joshua stuff has been pretty funny. So I'm not totally hating on that the way you guys seem to, but... All right. So uh, I will say this is my favorite tag ever, I think. Riley being tied up.
2: <laughs> um I don't remember all the tags. <laughs> yeah. It's de- it's definitely a good tag. Yeah. I really like the uh the nose scratch. Yes, I thought that was great.
0: <laughs> and her just all of Rowan's deliveries in this tag where she's like, "Wow, you're right. I can hardly move." Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> We're best friends, so I know you want us to to go through the same things. You want me to have the same experience that you had.
1: Yeah. Why won't you say anything to me? <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: Goodbye.
0: That was just fantastic. Um,
2: I love how she disappears out the window and then her arm comes back. Just yes, scratch her nose. that was really nice. <laughs> All
0: right, are we ready to go to mail time? you have anything else you want to say? Or? I just, I love this
1: episode. <laughs> my, my ship, my ship has set sail and it is going across the deep blue.
0: Definitely, course. definitely one of my favorites of all time. Very strong. And I'm really yeah. glad that one of the episodes where they kept touting as being one of the best actually was one of the best.
2: So yes, yeah. <laughs> no, Finally. Yeah, no matter what, it was really consistent and that's really important, especially because a lot of the mid season episodes, they fell off a cliff at halfway through.
1: Yeah, I had so much fun with this episode. If you can make me squee during an episode, then it was squeed. good. I squeezed.
2: <laughs> yes, yeah, she did. Oh, squee.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, mm-hmm. let's get into mail time. Yeah.
1: <laughs> mail time.
0: Mail time.
1: Mail time. Mail time.
0: Whoa. Mail, time. The mail is here. Oh. Picking off mail time, we have a great DM from Jeremy Pape. Um, he says, I liked the ep. It was cool to see each cast member interact. Glad they didn't stick an Augie plot in there. It left plenty of time for the plot to develop properly, if predictably. Loved the Farkle smart walk scenes and even the sort of out of place Leia stuff. Some of Corey's dialogue still felt stilted though, and since it was a Sean episode, that didn't seem real. So I'll give it a B, even though it was my favorite episode so far
2: couple interesting things to dissect in that.
1: Yeah. So, uh, I was kind of curious where Augie was during all of this. My assumption is just that he's with Joshua. Yeah.
2: This is not the first time he's been inexplicably missing, though.
1: Yes, but that just has to do with uh, contracts with child stars. Yeah, probably. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) I was confused about a couple things. Um, so I was definitely not as thrilled about the Farkle smartwatch scenes as Jeremy P. Me either. (laughs) And the out-of-place Leia stuff. So... I don't exactly know what he means by Leia stuff. Is it like... If it's shipping stuff, I definitely don't see it. As far as their interactions, I I did think they were fun.
2: I do... S- see that there's a lot more.
1: Oh, okay. Say it's something like this, where he's like, like roping her in,
0: mm-hmm. you know, like making her his. Yeah, and there was a little bit of that interplay with the cowboy stuff, but it was very minimal. So I don't really know exactly what yeah, they're saying. I, but...
2: Well, basically, in general, I think that maybe there was something there, yeah. but anything that was there was completely, you know, it didn't it, outshined it, it, yeah. by the Riley and Maya. Just yeah. whether well, it was a ship, ship, ship moment, but or just. Or just like super friendship building. Um it just, just w- yeah. Super friendship. <laughs> yeah. Friendship <laughs> rings.
1: That totally brought me back to when Keith uh, when Keith when Cory <laughs> tired. when Corey got Tefanga the promise rings for Christmas.
2: It's funny yeah. because Well no no, it was actually they got each other promise rings. They oh,
0: didn't. right, right, yeah. right. As far as the Riley and Maya shipping goes, it's funny because I definitely on board for the idea, and I thought that there like earlier in the seasons, there were like actually moments that felt like they were like shipping moments. I don't think this one felt like a shipping moment. I know if you ship them, it's a nice moment, but it, it just felt like a friendship moment. It did but... not.
2: Either way, there's yes. a lot of.
0: I yeah, think out there of my shipping of fun face.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I think that the even if there were Leia moments in there, I they didn't feel out of place to me. It felt like it just fit in the episode nicely. Um mm-hmm.
1: They definitely didn't feel like Leia shipping moments. They just felt like Leia banter moments. So, at Rowan is Beyonce tweeted into us, Favorite episode so far, except the title stuff or whatever was kind of cheesy.
0: Yeah, I can see that. I mean, I definitely think it went on a little too long, but I also did enjoy it.
1: It was fun.
2: At Adore Robrina writes in this week, I loved it so much. It was so heartwarming. It really I understand
1: was. your Twitter name <laughs> a lot.
0: And then at Robrina always says, by far my favorite, I wish I had a friend like Riley. Uh I hope Aww. someday you do.
1: That's so cute.
2: Dan will be that friend.
0: <laughs> That's weird. Dan can be your Riley.
1: <laughs> At B Castillo seven five five tweets in, this is my new favorite one by such a wide margin. Wow, I never knew so much could be done in only a thirty minute episode.
2: Which is a good point to say that a lot of things happen in this episode mm-hmm. and they handle the pacing very well. Yeah.
1: Yes, I did not feel like it was a cluttered episode, but I like looking back on it, a lot did happen.
0: Yeah, it's making and me we- feel like maybe we shouldn't have B plots very often. <laughs> like it doesn't seem to help things. Um
1: Maybe <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: Um, this next one is from at rstickle24. He says, the episode was really good, but the flashy graphics were unnecessary and did nothing for me. Excited to see the plot develop.
1: I'd agree to disagree, I guess. I mean, I don't know. I thought they were just fun.
2: The title cards? Yeah yeah I mean i I, I do... get
1: why um they went like some people like like Dan, and even I can agree they did go on a little long, yeah. um and you know, I think they could have been a little more creative with them, but you know, like you said, Dan, I'm glad they're
0: experimenting yes, I definitely i I'm happy they're in the episode. I would never say take them out.
2: at Queen of Rider writes In, I thought it was the best episode. It was one of my favorite. It was obviously a big episode for me as a huge Sean slash Rider fan as per handle. <laughs> it, it really made me wish he was a regular. My favorite part was when Sean went to the diner to talk to Katie. I ship Sean and Katie now, and I'm a huge Sean slash Angela shipper, which is an interesting change, I guess. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. impressive.
1: So, Queen of Rider, just remember, Shady Haunter, you heard it here first.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> the funny thing is... That's, just, that's so great, though. Yeah. Shady Haunter. How things work out I so feel like well it really sometimes.
0: should be Shady Haunter, unfortunately, but... Stop!
3: <laughs> stop that well, that's, that's the <laughs> rapper. <right>? yes
0: at <laughs> um, that so Rowan says it was definitely really great the only thing is I would have done without the strange spy titles PS where's Augie? Um. It's so a lot of people really didn't like this, the titles but
2: I can see that if I was not enjoying the episode so much I would come in much like other elements of different episodes that I did not enjoy that much and I'd be like what the hell is this yeah but be- because I liked the episode and I felt like they did they did exist effectively in it.
0: Yeah, I also will say, like, I-, I can understand if you're someone who doesn't usually watch shows that do stuff like this, you'd be like, what is, like, this feels weird and, like, but as a, like, someone who likes shows that have done stuff like this really, really well and that are also really known for their meta humor, I'm mostly talking about community here, this, like, the fact that Girl Man's World and Boy World are so meta, stuff like this actually makes some sense to me. Mm, mm. so then we have may i see my shoes
1: <laughs> at may is ee my shoes <laughs> i can't do it <laughs>
0: <laughs> says you have to. this was an episode that was a plot setter for many future episodes it was the best of the season and was a preview of season two i definitely agree there it definitely it, yeah. this could have been the season finale yeah I yeah think, wasn't it supposed definitely. to be uh, i
1: thought it was going i know i'm pretty be... sure
0: that we Bef- Well, that we had thought it was at one point. but I-, I think
1: it was listed that way on IMDb at some point, but, but as right now as it stands, uh, First Date yeah. is the And that kind of makes sense, because
0: First Date is supposed to have some big plot changes based on it, so yeah. I think people were just wrong on IMDb. All
1: right. At Looney underscore toon says, I enjoyed the episode. I find it a bit hard to believe Riles and Corey thought sending in some stranger to yell at katie would endear her to him yeah also i just realized she got her locket like that one maya found and had to give it back in the subway also did i miss what farkle and lucas were supposed to do i mean i know lucas tied her up but what did farkle do
2: not much
0: yeah you didn't miss (laughs) that i wouldn't be that surprised if there was a deleted scene Hmm, because don't you feel i i definitely think that all that stuff with the voice stuff was setting something up that never paid off
1: yeah, okay. Let's
2: ask Rowan.
0: Yeah, that would be a good thing to ask. Man, we have so many do tweets you think, this week, guys. Thank
2: do you. Do you think that the actors watch the episodes when they're done? Like, do you do think, you think that they just do you think they just record them? Or do you think they actually watch the finished product in order?
1: Okay, I'm pretty sure Rowan has said that she watched, like, the first episode with her family. Like, mm-hmm. like,
2: like as, as it aired? Yeah. That, that, that's one thing. But I think a lot of times the actors... They don't want to see it because they were already there. But maybe they don't. They don't. Well, they don't know. You mean are they...
0: you saying see it like ahead of us, or do you mean watch it the night that it airs?
1: The night that it airs. I kind of mean both.
0: Well, the night that it airs, I think they they often do it because they want to tweet along with their followers and stuff. Oh, that's <laughs> true. Um, that's that's a good point. But
1: oh, just, and Rowan does do that.
2: Yeah. I'm I'm just wondering if the actors. Um, actually know exactly what the finished product is as it comes out. Yeah, I
0: always thought it was weird when, like, people from Lost would say, oh, I've never seen an episode of the show. And I'd yeah. be like, what? What? Because that's not as uncommon <laughs> yeah. as it seems like it it's might so be. It's so weird to me. I had never understood that.
2: Yeah, because you feel like if you're a part of something, you want to actually yeah. be a part of it and actually know exactly what's coming yeah, out exactly. of it. exactly. And be like,
0: oh, I did that not as good as I could have. I'll try to work on that or something like right. that.
2: So that's always been weird to me, but let's read these from... I have a feeling that Rowan and Sabrina do watch, though.
0: Yeah, I think they I do. I think
1: so, too. At least Rowan. I don't yeah. know if Sabrina live tweets during them, but I'm...
0: They do. Like... All of them do once in a while. Rowan does it more often, but I think some of them, they're like depending on their schedule, they can't always do it. Sabrina's very busy. Um, yeah,
1: obviously. Yeah. She's a pop star. <laughs> this is
0: true. Yes. All right. So I'm going to cut off the tweets here and because we have uh, another DM and an email to get through. Uh, but thank you to everybody who sent things in. We really appreciate it. All right. So this this last DM that I have here, I'm going to call Tweet of the Week. Uh, so mad props to Amanda underscore P underscore D. So she posted a picture of uh, the episode Rave On, which was uh, Alan and Amy's 20th wedding anniversary episode. And it,
1: it aired November 17th, 1995.
0: Yes. And so, Keith, if you want to read what the actual tweet was? Uh, ah,
2: <laughs> no. <laughs> Start over. Again. No, that's good. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> now, wanting Alan and Amy' 40th anniversary on season two since 1995 was our 20th anniversary.
0: Yeah, I'm really on and board. Then Dan that. wrote
2: back, "That's a great idea. I'm on board."
0: <laughs> yeah, I he's think on board would, the ship train. <laughs> I think that <laughs> that would make a lot of sense. They could have have like an episode like in a hall or something, and have all the different characters come together.
2: So, when you say that, you mean not the school hallway, you mean like a function yes, hall. Yes, I mean a function
0: hall.
1: <laughs> could be at like a VFW because Alan was in the Navy. Oh,
0: yeah, that's a cool idea. Or it could be a second rave. <laughs> rave on again.
2: Keep Wait, raving on. How
1: old are they?
2: How old are who?
0: Alan and Navy. They got married Amy. when they were like 20. So th- oh, right, that's yeah. true. Yeah. The
2: whole point was that they got married really early. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Okay. OTP. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Um, Alright, so let's end out with this email. So we want to say super thank you for give, sending us an email at gmwpodcast at gmail uh, More people Genius. can do that.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, let me find this email that's buried between many emails that are tweets.
2: Um, so many emails. We get so many emails. We're so popular. Right. Even though we're actually just
1: reading one because we only have one.
0: <laughs> Alright, this one is from Brandon. I won't read his last name. It's from Brandon. We were talking on Twitter a few days ago, and he couldn't really describe the full extent of the argument he wanted to make within the 140 characters of tweeting, so I suggested that he email us. So if you have a longer argument, you can tweet us at gmwpodcast.gmail.com. Uh, I'll say it one more time, <laughs> gmwpodcast.gmail.com. I don't uh, know why keep you keep asking me, asking me but I'll tell you again. <laughs> uh, so the subject line is, Riley's emotional maturity missing, question mark, or just hidden?
2: That sounds like a great news article. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes, it does. I hope you're a journalist, Brandon. Uh, <laughs> if
1: not, we've got a career path for you. Hey, Banana Boy, will be a star? All
0: right, so Brandon nice. says... I just feel like some of the things that Maya has to point out to her should be things that are easy to pick up on. If Maya can see these things, Riley should see them too. Maybe not fully understand them, but see them nonetheless. I saw this episode where Corey and Feeny switched jobs again a few days ago, and I don't know, I feel like even young Corey got a lot more than she gets. If it's a means to an end, with her character development to have a big shift to a more mature Riley, then I'm happy, but I think they are trying to make her more like young Topanga, which would be okay, except that some of the episodes where they do school things, she misses questions that young Topanga would have known the answer to. That's just my opinion on it. By the way, love the podcast, and I can't wait for the DCOM one. I have so many opinions about these new DCOMs compared to the older ones, and I'm dying to hear your takes on it. Sincerely, Brandon.
1: Nice. Alright, well, first of all, thank you very much. Yes, yeah, no, seriously, was thank very you. very nice comments from you, and also, I like that you're engaging. So, I totally get what you're saying. I do want to say, however, what, since we're going to compare Riley and Corey... Season one, Corey. Yes, yeah, season one, Corey. Is, I think Riley has a more sheltered life than Corey did because of her parents. Because Although Corey her parent...
2: was sheltered also.
1: Yes, but in a different way. For one thing, her parents are a lot better off than Corey's parents were, and I think that they are actively sheltering, whereas Corey was just kind of a naive boy. Look, I
0: also... I don't actually mm-hmm. completely agree with Brandon about Season 1 Corey overall. I think there's a lot of episodes where Corey does not get what's going on in Season well, 1.
2: Well, mentioning Teacher's Bed, yeah. I think that's a good... Um, point to talk, because that is a great episode, and that is one of the sort of defining episodes about, if you're going to say, what is Boy Meets World about, Yeah, Teacher's Bet is a great one. You can say, this is what Boy Meets World is about. I yeah. And I think that the problem is more that we don't have enough episodes like that where we can say, this is what Girl Meets World is about.
1: I think we really need to tackle important issues more head on in Girl Meets World, and... I don't know if it's
0: issues as much as drama, that Riley needs drama, because Maya's gotten drama, but Riley really mostly hasn't, and and a lot of times when she had drama, it was tied to Maya.
1: Take a step back, if we're going to talk about Teacher's Bet, Corey's biggest drama in that was tied to Eric's girlfriend.
2: Yeah. Well, no, I would say that the resolution was tied to that. Mm. Mm. His, His realization was tied to that, but... His drama was the endeavor.
0: Yeah. She she okay, yeah. seems and him
2: going through the different processes of realizing. Mm-hmm. She does seem a
0: little bit too like even if something heavy is happening, she's kinda like, do do doo, do, I'm Riley. And I love Riley <laughs> and she's fun and she's funny. But yeah, I do agree that she seems like, she doesn't get the weight of things a lot of times. Like, even when she's upset about things with Maya or whatever that are, like, heavy things, she's like, I'm gonna solve it, blah, 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 blah. And I did think... I, I thought that Maya's mother was a really interesting first step with her having to realize she can't fix everything. But then since but then... But this, we since then we have like had episode Yeah, this. but we've also had Girl Meets Flaws, where she could fix everything. Uh, like
2: I think that it all comes down to that as a character... She is just so hopeful. That is what she's about. She's about this really powerful belief that everything will be okay, that people can overcome these things just by being good people or being around good people and that friends can work together and solve problems. And that is a really interesting concept. Yes, yes, she's oversimplified in that way. And yes, that she's a little bit too much like, oh, I'm the, you know, I'm the good character because it's the girly girl, happy-go-lucky. Yeah
1: and in the same way she's almost like an anti-hero because she gets so wrapped up in that.
2: <laughs> yeah. So there's definitely there's Why is real... she's up?
1: She's an anti-hero.
2: <laughs> 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 Riley Matthews anti-hero.
1: Like Tom Sawyer,
0: destroyer of the night. I want to see strength from her. Like yes, re- like resolve. They... Like 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 he is being serious about something and isn't just pouting because something's upsetting or, or peppy or optimistic. I want her to be like taking control and a strong way once in a while because just like the end of teacher's bet Corey, yes he was super naive for most of the episode but at the end he came to a conclusion that was important and had strength there
2: yes well season two growth yeah
0: (laughs) yeah so I, i i totally agree with brandon that if this is all setting it up for a big arc then i'm super excited but i definitely would like to start seeing steps taken in that direction so, yeah, I guess as we end out, we just we want to say, in case there were any tech issues at the beginning of this, my computer... In the middle d- of this. What?
1: In the middle of this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah.
0: We had some uh, technical difficulties early on. I think we might have fixed them all, so hopefully you're like, what is he
2: talking about?
0: Yep. Uh, hopefully
1: you're actually listening to this, and this <laughs> yeah. isn't a lost episode. The
2: Skype call dropped halfway, and then upon doing so, I realized that the audio that we've been recording had a lot of white noise in it, and then I put it through a noise gate, so hopefully... The first half of the Caitlin Keith audio sounds okay. <laughs>
0: Podcasting is hard, guys. Uh. We
1: do, look at what we do for you. <laughs> listen to what we do for you. Guys, I want to go to bed. It's one forty-nine. <laughs>
0: Not that bad for us, but yeah.
1: Keith, I woke up at 5 a.m. <laughs>
0: um I so next week is a hiatus um I'm not exactly sure what our first hiatus podcast oh be. so that's
1: why we didn't get a preview for yes. next week's episode yeah
0: so I will say I am excited about the possibility of first date airing around Valentine's Day I think that'd be fun um
1: Aww, weird <laughs>
2: <laughs> why is that weird just just
1: let me have it <laughs> okay. it's
0: so weird weirdest thing ever <laughs> um but yeah, so I'm not exactly sure what we'll do next week. Um, but we will do something. We will tweet about it. Check us out at GMW Podcast on Twitter, and you'll be all up to date on what we're doing and when we're doing it.
2: Uh... Maybe um for the uh our new little hiatus, we can ask for some tweets about the nature of. Hiatii. Hiatuses. <laughs> <laughs> hiatii. <laughs> Tell us about the know, nature that...
0: of hiatii, guy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I mean, it's so that obviously there was a lot of hiatuses yeah. this season, and it really did do weird things to the flow. Mm-hmm. What do people think about for next season? Do we want to break it up so that we can always have something throughout the whole season? Or do yeah, do we want here. a more even I don't think flow? it matters
0: what we want. I think this is just how Disney does things. I definitely don't want it the way it was dealt with this season. It totally messes up my flow as far as podcasting goes. Because I get like all excited about the show. And then we have a bunch of weeks that go by. And then I'm like, oh, we have to get back in Girl Meets World mode. And so like,
2: you'd rather have them start later and end earlier so that they can still have real time for holidays. Yeah.
0: I, I guess I prefer the usual season model of you start in September and you end in May. So please check us out on iTunes and Sticker and send us a review. Um, check- <laughs> okay, <Mr. Petey. laughs> and uh, check out our blog GMwpodcast.wordpress.com. Thank you for listening. Send us YouTube ideas. Maybe we'll actually do one over the hiatus. We love you. And as always. <laughs> 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 and as always, dream. Try. Do
2: good. Class, Class dismissed. dismissed. That worked alright. Yeah,
1: Let's
0: do it did. one more time. Dream. Try. Do
2: good. Class, Class dismissed.
3: dismissed. I hate
0: you
1: both.